Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 273. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire would like to give the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast, not you guys that are just chiming in for the first time, but the loyal listeners. Yes. I'm just kidding. You guys chime in for not the first time. Not for newbies. Line. Get in line. You newbies can get in on this too. I'm just, just <laughs> joshing you. <laughs> Go to axontiretiretips.com, axontiretips.com, and uh, there's a lot of good information in there about different studies they've done about tracks and tires and compaction and all these different things that you see. A lot of great articles there for you to read, but at the bottom there's a form, fill out that form, and not, they'll send you not one, Aaron, but two. Axon Tire Resource Mouse Pads. So check that out. Right on. If you're interested in doing something like that, Fill out that form. Go to axontiretips.com, and uh, they will be sure to send that out to you. Has the tire conversions on it, correct? It, it de- well, as far as I understand, yes, that's, that is what I understand to be true. Um, I think that most of the time you'll be able to use that resource pad for a number of things. Number of things. Maybe All encompassing. Ballistics if you're out shooting your guns, whatever you're doing. Whatever. You can, it's a resource pad. It's a, it's lots of resources. All the resources on the planet come from that mouse pad right there. Absolutely. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or private party, AgDirect can finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. All right. And lastly, this edition of the Moon Iron Podcast is brought to you by TractorZoom. With access to over $20 billion worth of heavy machinery sales data, TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent heavy equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. And even the values that aren't transparent. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they're written in black. They might be. You can't see through it. Or... Magic pencil. Yeah. You know, Sharpie. Sharpie. Something along those lines. You could have any number of things pop up, and uh, yeah, you're going to find that. But they're going to have the most transparent stuff that you can find. Fantastic. No joke in Hoboken. Right on. Okay. New well, Jersey. Yeah, that's right. 
Slippery when wet. You know, I, I, we haven't done this for <laughs> a while. Yeah, that's right. We haven't done this for a while here. Hey, what's rule number one? What's rule number one? Party. No, not party. No, it's not party. And, and now gone. everybody that was so thrilled that it was gone, has, they hung up. <laughs> Friday night shenanigans, folks. Hung up. How do you, what, I just said hung up. That's, that's not right. How no. do you, how do you, what do you call that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be log out. Close the window. Maybe. I don't know. Swiped us up. Yeah. Um, it could be any number of things out there at all. So, what's up, fellas? That's a crew. That's a, that's a Motley crew for sure. That is a Motley crew. Go Cardinals. Friday night shenanigans. Just walked <laughs> in the door. That's for sure. That is for sure. All right. So I'm out here at Aaron Fennels, and we are going to discuss a myriad of topics, one of such being sprayers, and then typical moving iron podcast fashion. I'm sure it'll spiral into something that has nothing to do with sprayers. So that That is the direction. That is the direction. That is so. the direction. How uh, so? Sprayers are e- machinery. They're typically high clearance, and they have a liquid system. They got tall tires and whatnot. There you go. How you been? Good. How's business? Uh, you seen any? You seen any kind of pickup at all? Are you seeing more more equipment pop on the market than than we've seen maybe two months ago? No, not at all. Because I was having this conversation with Brad Graff from Valley when we did that podcast with him last last time I recorded him. And he was he made the statement that finding used trucks right now is still not a walk in the park by any means, but it is easier to find right. some trucks. You starting to see a little break in in the action there a little bit? No, not not whatsoever. Okay. Um, in fact, it's not it's getting worse, if not better. Okay. But interestingly enough, across the country, on a dealer to dealer level. There is a with with everything being so short. There's a substantial amount of, hey, we have this gigantic multi-unit deal coming. Can you use some tractors? Right. Whereas six months ago, that would never happen. You know, unless it is you know, for the like a state of the union thing. Right. We're we're chopping twenty. I know, I know, we could probably sell them, but we're chopping twenty off, mm-hmm. you know, off of this list of fifty, right off the bat type of deal. So what do what do you mean? What do you mean, like, so guys are looking at you saying, hey, you know, I I don't think I have room for these whatever. Right. Yeah. There's there are offerings of high end eight R's floating around out there from multi unit deals. Yeah. So is the okay? That's another good point then. Yeah. Uh, yet, if you were to call. A dealer, uh-huh. you're most likely as a, as a dealer transfer. You're right, most yeah. likely no, yeah, very yeah, I, very, very quickly. No, do you have any? No, we don't. We don't have any. Yeah, we don't have any. No. <laughs> we don't have. We don't have starters. We don't have any. We don't have any. I have a used L100. Yeah, <laughs> no bagger. Yeah, they had a. Uh, when you look at a, uh, okay, so when you look at the at, at the, the price that you're getting offered for those machines. Uh-huh. Have you seen that that wholesale pricing go from retail plus ten to just retail? No, it's still the same. Yeah. Okay, and so that that, that kind of tells me that there is. It, there, so there's, it's a lot of fishing. It, I mean, that's, that's my next point. It, it, you feel it like is. it's a lot of fishing. It, it's more a than lot it of fishing. Like desperation. But in talking in two of the guys that I've talked to, working on those deals with, they are moving some. Yeah. I know. I know one guy moved. I know the one guy said he moved some. 
didn't say how many, but I know the other guy sold like ten mm-hmm. this this week. So right, okay, all right, makes sense. All right, so when you're looking at okay, so again, Sarah's rabbit hole we went down. That, but that you you also know, I mean, we've all seen we've all seen every dealer of every color mm-hmm. pay twice what they normally would for stuff. It's just. Maybe it's forced to have it yet, you know. Right. But there, when you're when you're into that, oh my God, what are we going to do with all of these? Yeah. You become that is just point blank the haves and the have nots, and the have nots right. right now want them. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, are you bullish still? Or are you bearish? Um, bullish on on all of it. On just all machinery or certain segments? Just in general. In general? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very bullish. Okay. Are you... So you're... You're bullish. There you go. Right on. So, but you're not not at all... Not at all bearish. No, not yet. Not yet. But you know how I am. I'm very much... Casey got a soundboard. (laughs) Casey figured out how to use the soundboard he's had for quite a while. (laughs) <laughs> Let's not forget that part. <laughs> that it, it really depends on. Well, now let me back that up. Back to what I was saying. I you you know I'm very emotionally charged, if you will. And when the sky is falling, it is falling now. It fell yesterday. We right. just didn't see it. So I am always that kind of like yeah rainbows and unicorns, and then. That was till eleven twenty nine, and at eleven thirty, it's the worst thing. <laughs> you know. So have you ever seen the movie They Live? Uh-uh. Rowdy Rowdy Piper's in it. He's got the glasses, and he puts the glasses on. He can see the alien faces. Uh-uh. It's a good show from the eighties. I watched. I remember watching it as a kid. So They Live. You walk around, everyone looks the same, but he gets these special sunglasses from the you know the rebels, right? You know, and he put these these sunglasses on, and, and you can see. All the alien faces out there that are that are controlling the world, and then uh, the signs say stuff like it's a Pepsi sign, but it's you know the glass on it says you know subliminally it says like consume and all this shit. Right, that's you. You're the guy with those glasses. <laughs> you you're the only one that can see all the stuff. Everybody uh, else is like, what's this, what's this guy talking about? And then you know six months later, it kind of maybe starts to come true. Oh, uh, you know? first of all, no, I'm not. <laughs> Other than. I'm eternally pessimistic on a few certain product lines, and that probably makes it look that way. But no, I have no special glasses. I just know that you have rose-colored glasses sometimes. Yeah, that I do. It's like, you know, it's a good song. It is. It is. John Conley. Woo! It's also one of those times. He's also a common van. A common man who drives a common van. Right. Well, his dog don't have a pedigree. No, that's that's for sure. But no, uh, to wrap up this off in the weeds, um, very business has been business is good if if you got anything, right? Um, still bullish on the market completely, mm-hmm. pretty much every segment, most of the segments. Here's what I will say though: we we there is a portion of the market in general that has. I wouldn't say softened. It just stopped. It finally, like, it caught its breath, and right. enough is enough. Yeah. And that's the the ten year old stuff, you know. the The ten to twenty has calmed back down to some sanity, you know. It's not ten. What do you mean ten to twenty? What do you mean year old stuff? Oh, okay. 
10, oh, 10, 20 year old stuff. Okay, 10 year old to 20 year old stuff. Right. Okay. okay. That stuff is still pretty much, or it, it, it stopped, it's calmed down. Mm-hmm. It's not rampant anymore yeah. like everything was for so long this year, well, for this whole year. But it, that stuff's really calmed down to the point where it's just kind of steady, if not maybe a dip mm-hmm. here and there, you know, type of deal. But you got to look at it more than just, you know, I, I'd say you got to look at it in at least a 12-month, probably 18-month window to get any kind of hope of normal. Right. Because if you look at six months, that's just six months of batshit crazy. Sure. If you look at 12 months, you have maybe three months of normal and nine months of batshit crazy. Right. So... Yep. There's that. Right. All right, let's talk about sprayers for a minute. Sprayers. So when you're looking at spray market right now, this is typically depending on where you're at, but to sprayer season, it's over. I mean, there's some, right. there's some like where we're at, there's some guys kind of wrapping up some late season stuff. Um, further north of you, obviously, there's still got some stuff going. But if you're down, you know, south, you know, if you're in Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas, stuff like that, unless you have – a super high clearance like Hagee or something like that. Right. That's, that's way high. You're, you're done spraying for the most part. Typical time of the year where sprayers start to go through their 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 uh, off-season downturn and then um, <clears throat> that lull and then they start kind of picking back up here towards the end of the year going into, you know, basically October through February, right? Right. So as you're looking at sprayers right now, are you still getting calls for sprayer? Are you still – Listen to guys talk sprayers. We're still quoting sprayers, but sprayers that we're quoting, I'll be honest with you, there were guys that were they were on the fence about buying something anyway, and the sprayer that they've been waiting on is in now. Um, oh, we don't. I, we I don't know that we've really had that. If there's, I think if there's one segment of the marketplace we haven't had, we haven't had that. Like you know, we're f- like four trades deep sold in sprayers. You know, no. a couple things real exactly. quick. Let it rip. How has the sprayer market been? Mm-hmm. Incessant, constant calls, twenty four seven. I've never seen anything like it. It's worse than tractors were this spring. Still, yes. Like okay. this week, right? This week. So we're not in a typical lull then, like we would we would normally we're, be. We're not okay. be, because what was the second portion you said? We're not. We're not sold four deep. 3D of trades coming in because case in point these calls I'm getting are for March 23 sprayers oh okay they're advertised they're they're just traded for on early order right just like all the other dealers in the country and these guys are calling being oh man I need Mm -hmm. that sprayer great oh yeah well I want it now I don't want it if I'm going to buy it for next March I can stop back up and look at everything again and not just you know so there's there's there is a lot of that and i think that is i think it's the false hope is what's fueling that market so heavy there still might be one out there that we don't know yet right yeah. right i'm the insider that's got the special information yeah nobody else yeah. yeah we actually happen to have two sprayers under a thousand hours that are yeah. available now <gasps> i know a guy <laughs> what are you looking for uh, yeah i know a guy I right a guy. i got a guy yeah. So is it what the the sprayers that you're looking at right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there 
Are the guys calling you say, you know, I want an 800 gallon tank? Is what I'm looking for. Or I'm on a thousand gallon tank. I mean, what is it that they're looking? Is there a boom width that they're looking at more? Because it used to be when I first started this business, 90 foot booms were kind of the jam, and then it graduated to 100 foot booms, and then now it's 120, and then you got to 132, and so on and so forth, and then. You know, sometimes there for a while, like spacing didn't matter, but now it matters, and right. then, you know, all those kind of things. Boom is just 120. That's that's the jam. Yep, 99.9 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, tank size. That's got to be very man. Yeah, it's got to be based it's, on. What it's the, really yeah. not a thing. You know, either a guy is calling on a 4038 or he's calling on a 4060. Right. You know, I mean, he's not flipping back and forth between the two or anything like that yeah and typically the smaller tank size guy i mean that's that's his jam that's what he's been doing so he doesn't he doesn't want the the great big the great big machine yeah how many guys you're working with this is because this is another thing i think about a lot too when when i'm thinking about this so it's not like the, the the liquid unit on a I mean eight an eighteen hundred gallon tank has been around for thirty years on a on a sprayer. But it's on a floater. Yeah. A floater I was chassis, just gonna you know say I mean? <clears throat> it's like it's not anything new to have that out there but And it said Loral. Yeah, it did. It did. It said Loral on it and it was a like a nineteen ninety four Chevy mate. Or you know, or in lots of internationals. Lots of internationals in the mix. And then Smallest tackle I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they have, <laughs> they have a. So when you're looking at that, that big 1800 gallon, 1600 gallon, thousand gallon, 1200 gallon tank stuff. I mean, obviously, you get some of these high clearance, like these high clearance keggies and those kind of things yep. with 1800 gallon tanks. You can get those kind of things. But how how many guys are you? Have you had conversations with? That had the, um, you know, the the Ag Kim um, floater chassis, uh, or the Terry Gator floater chassis, or the the Deer floater chassis, or the or the Case floater chassis, where they're putting a liquid eater on that. Have you have you had many conversations with folks like that? Because it just seems like that is a very niched, niched, niched marketplace. The the liquid floater truck, yes. if you will, nowadays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's the amount of them that are still offered and exist is mm-hmm. kind of surprising, right? You know, really. Yeah. Um, but it's probably kind of an old habits die hard, and we right. got the parts, throw it together type. But of it's deal. also too when you think about it that that rig itself is a very it's a very niche thing oh, to get yeah. in with that, you know. Yep. If you're spraying liquid with with a floater, you're not typically going down row crop or something right. like that, you know. Right. You're, you're in alfalfa, you're in, you know, some kind of a grass. Top dressing you know, wheat. Whatever it is that you're doing, you know. Spraying so, pastures. Yep. So that's the kind of stuff that pre-emergence you're doing. post, you know, post as long as it's not emerged. Right. Well, that wouldn't be post then and still be pre. That'd be pre. Never yeah. mind. Never mind that. All right, so the 1800-gallon tank we're looking at that from being from a niche perspective, right? Spraying something like that. Obviously, you don't have a lot of people looking at that, especially out here. I mean, we had those pockets of irrigated alfalfa that, that would make sense to have something like that, right? But those guys also have 
row crop that they're spraying to. Well, yeah, and I mean, unless you're buying a guy like that, I could see buying a, you know, buying one it's under a cool under, under a hundred, but yeah. they're not. Yeah, it's a very that's a very co-op machine. It, it's an ASP. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you're looking at how all these things come together. When you look at aluminum booms versus steel booms versus carbon fiber booms, all these different things that come into play, I don't know that there's a, a real clear path of victory there anymore. Oh yeah, I think I think you. I mean, I think the aluminum boom thing never took off. That's my point. Like it's right. You know, what I mean, like yeah. The whole point with the aluminum boom was you can take your forty-seven thirty and put one hundred and thirty-two foot. Sp- <laughs> right. You know what I mean. It never went anywhere, right? Because it costs—you might as well just—it costs as much as the machine's worth to do it, right? Right. So that that never really took off. I mean, there's a few of those out there that kind of make some sense and those kind of things. But you're looking at the classic steel booms that you see from any steel is still king, De- yeah. definitely. Do you, so I, do I you can see, see carbon fiber. You have guys coming to you and saying, "Hey, like, you I know, have I had one guy very very interested in it in, in a, a carbon fiber, type yeah." Of game. Okay. Wanting carbon fiber boom. Big, big fan. Like he called you and said, I'm looking for carbon fiber. Yes. Okay. Yep. Right. Most guys just, you know, in, in their mind, they're thinking of that something happens that steel one, I can just fix it. Right. You know. I can weld it. Right. I can exactly. JV weld it. Yep. And, th- and, that's what, and that's what fuels that mostly. Mm-hmm. So I, I think steel's definitely still king. Um I guess it's kind of a matter wait and see what happens with the with the fiber. Yep. So okay, here's the other thing too. So I get carbon fiber where it's coming from because obviously it's a it's a more dense it's a stronger right material that you can go out lightweight, with lighter strength. weight, those kind of things. I get all that. Which I think it'll take off sooner or later. I mean obviously when you start looking at if you're gonna start spraying twelve hundred, sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred gallons of stuff you might as well just see how much you can put out, right? I mean, if you have if, you're, if you have that that need for that amount of of juice, I mean, I, oh, I'm sure there's somebody yeah. out there that's got a an, an 18. If you got that much product, yeah. you must need to just cover the acres, right? right? Now I'm sure there's some guy out there going like, you know what? I'll get a 1600 gallon tank, and I'll keep it on 90s, and I just don't have to fill up that often. Boy, that'd be a deal, though, man. <laughs> I mean, but but there's somebody. I mean, most people out there like I want. 1,600 gallons because I got to cover. Right. I got a billion acres to cover. Right? Yeah. And, and, and Do they make 200-foot booms right. yet? Exactly. <laughs> Can you put gauge wheels out there on the end of that? <laughs> so, I mean. But, but, you know, well, case in point, that's sure. that's not a driving in between the trees of Ohio type of rig typically right. anyway. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's yeah. a wide open space. Wide open deal. spaces, yeah. I mean, that's and, big fields. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And <coughs> that, you know, that when you get to that market of that machine, yeah, it's it's very, very hit or miss just because they are so big, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that used to be a, a big, I mean, it's just like anything else, kind of goes in fades. You had, or fades, fads. You get these things that are. You know, you got fades, fads fade. They do. They do that <laughs> for sure. And just about the time you geared up for the fad, it fades. There so, you go. But when you're looking at 
the scenarios that come with that. So you're, if you say that, all right, cool, here's a jam. We've got, I'm a 30-inch guy, so I want 15-inch spacing. Right. right. I'm a 20-inch guy, I want 20-inch spacing. Um, back before, I mean, it was like, if it was 20-inch spacing, I would, I'll make it work, no big deal. But now right. you start looking at some of the stuff, and there's these guys now are like, it it really matters to me what the spacing in my plant or my plant or my sprayer is. Well, yeah, because their guys are doing so much more with drops now. Exactly. That, that's and that's all that amounts to. Otherwise, it wouldn't matter at all. Guys used to like twenty more than fifteen because it was less tips to buy. Right. You Most know, t- and you got a bigger area. I mean, most of the time you were spraying down this middle. Right of of the row, you know. I mean, you were you were offset a little bit. I mean, you were kind of there. That's but you were still kind of doing enough to where you could get the whole area. You right. Know I mean, like you were getting a kind of a big. I don't know broadcast is the right word, but yeah, it's, you know, something like that. So pattern. Yep. So you start looking at that. All right. So now let's jump over to the dry side and take a look at what's going on there. If you look at your spinner boxes, you start looking at your air booms and those kind of things. Depending on where you're at. Dry fertilizer is a bigger deal than it is other places, right? Right. And it's all about your access to dry fertilizer. Exactly. Right? Now, most, most, but it's also, there's a, there's a whole price. Bunch of other price and other things that go on that. But there's also other dry, you know, pesticides, herbicides, those kind of things that come into play that get spread there as well. So if you're looking at, at like a uh, high clearance spinner box type situation, if you're looking at the air boom, now that you can start looking at, which again, it's not, it's, not, it's not like it's been around like in the last two years, but the right. high-clearance air boom system, that's been around yep. for a while. Uh, you start looking at those kind of things. What are you seeing on that front? Do you have people calling you saying, hey, I'm looking for that? Well, we don't have them often. When we do, they're very, very hot. Very hot. Yep. How, many people they, do you have call How many people do you have that call you and say, hey, you know what? I'm looking at doing a, a, a dry liquid combo thing. How, you know, do I have the right software? Do I have the right hookups on this machine that I can make this work? I've never had that come up yet. Not yet. yet. Okay. Yeah. But I, but I could see a... there being a time, you know, if you've got the the right self-propelled uh-huh. and, you know, just like you used to do what? The box and the boom. Right. You know, box or wet system. Do the air boom, air boom, wet boom, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Do you feel like here is a one point seven five million dollar sprayer? <laughs> you ever, you ever? This is something I've thought about a lot on the sprayer side. When this conversation comes up, is at what at what point does a spinner box become totally irrelevant? Never. Why is that? Never because you have. You got to realize there's there's so many different areas where they are using a pull type spinner box, you know, variations. You could turn one of those into a high clearance litter spreader. Sure, you know yeah. stuff like that. So the, I'm the, talking from strictly of like a fertilizer, just for dry spread. fertilizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe at, at some point, probably. The, the thing you're going to run into is, I mean, we've seen like 4930s that got 5,000 hours of dry box. There's, I would be nervous to drive it on a trailer. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. like, damn, yeah. easy on the pivot tracks. It's going to break in half. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. 
So I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get the eventually you're gonna hit the life of everything. I mean, oh, sure. you start racking hours up, you got final drives and hydro pump and everything all involved in there. Something something is going to put the kibosh on the old dry spinner rig before the spinner box itself. And I, I, the reason I brought that up is because of how planters are playing into that now. Right. Not that you haven't always been able to put dry fertilizer in a planter, and those, and not that you haven't been able to do that, but it's the... Parts pers- of the country, well, they still do. They've but got it's, the, the big square front hoppers, you know, where, where we have liquid tanks. So. It's, it's the precision of, of planting the seed and putting the right amount of nutrients down with with the seed when you lay it in there. That's where I think a spinner box eventually come, runs into the... I mean, it's it's not as controllable, right. right? Yeah, you're just it's a broadcast spread. It's what they call but, it. You're just but you're gonna get into out. you're gonna get into where that rig shines doing mop up duty. You know, I mean, well, sure. I mean, you can. There's there's gonna be like limited areas there where you're doing. If you're if you're planting, if you're gonna go out and broadcast something on alfalfa, you don't need to be precise, right? Right. You just go out and throw it out and be good. If but if you're if you're broadcasting something on if you're broadcasting wheat. Um, there's there's going to be some technology that comes along where you can meter that more efficiently right. during the planting cycle of, of of the phase and not the top dressing side of it. Right. Right. There's going to be some opportunity that pops up there. So that just kind of makes me wonder a little bit sometimes, like where where is that the old fashioned spinner box? When does it just become obsolete? Right. But yeah, yeah. I I, I don't see it. I guess. Especially you know, I mean, booms, you, know? You, you got old pull-type dempsters out there, way older than you and I are, and guys are still hooking up and spreading fertilizer. So, yeah, I mean, I I guess I don't think that that high-clearance dry box is going to just fade into the sunset. I don't think it's ever going to fade away totally, but what I do think is going to happen is I, I feel like there's going to be um, more of a... Uh, what I'm looking for. I mean, what's I'm looking for here is that it's not going to be the go-to thing first. Oh no, no, you know what I mean? not at all. It's going to be like, all right, we're going to get this planted, and we've done it this way for 30 years, and we're going to go out and do it. There's going to be some more right. efficient way of doing it. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Right. Whereas, well, like, every, everything's that way. But I'm saying, like, from a dry fertilizer perspective, if you use an air boom, you can still use a wide drop scenario and just drop that dry fertilizer right on top of. Of where you want it to go, right. way more precisely than just the old right. broadcast spinner that I use on my on my on my grass in, right. my, in, in the spring. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. You see what I'm saying? That's, saying? that's what I'm getting at. So I think there might be an opportunity there. But to your point, man, I've seen some five five thousand hour, six thousand hour, been on a box their whole life. That's that's a, that's a, that's a rough customer. And man. those are like I'm like, <laughs> I'm afraid to take it off the dock. Is that a Heston? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. there's a lot of rust. Man, God, those things, some of those things come in. I'm like, what? Oh, wow. Look at that yep. thing. And you look at the frame underneath and you're like, we can't, we can't. You're like, this. I don't think we should probably sandblast this. this I think is, we're yeah. going to end up with very thin metal. I don't know where we stop, where right. we start, type of thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. All right, man, Phil, that's a good place to stop right there. Folks, want to reach out to you, Aaron, get more information about what it is you have happening. What's the best way to do that? Man, all over the place. Um, Facebook and LinkedIn, 
by my name, obviously, mm-hmm. at uh, at Aaron Fintel on Twitter. Probably find me there more than anywhere. Um, email Aaron.Fintel at movingironllc.com. Mm-hmm. Call me, text me, 308-760-1193. And, man, that ought to cover it. You know what we need to do another of? What's that? A throwback iron. Some yeah we will we should we should do that someday where we We got got an opportunity to to do that I feel like that's a I think that's one of those things that's it's a rarity it's rarefied air that we don't need to spoil and we just need to bring that back every so often just talk about let's hope it's rare that anybody's that big of a tractor geek well if you listen if you listen to the two the two that we've done it's it's more of a reminiscence of the. Of the things that we did when we were young. Days gone by. Yeah. Which all kind of harken back to what the theme of the Moving Iron harken. Podcast is. So. Harken you back. Go on that. <clears throat> all right. I'm Casey Seymour. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can see me on LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Check out the video version of this podcast at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Check that out. And um, you can go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. If you're listening to this and you're a dealer... And it is, uh, what is today, June 5th or June, July 15th, July. July 15th, and you want to come to the Moving Iron Summit, check that out. Go to movingironllc.com, upper right-hand corner, click on the Moving Iron Summit tab, click on that, and all the information is there for that. If you need more information about that, hit me up at Moving Iron LLC, or not Moving Iron LLC, Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. And I will get back to you with all the information that you might need. We got some really great speakers coming up. Rich, if you listen to this podcast, Rich Possum is going to be there. He's going to be the uh, kind of the keynote speaker, kicks things off. Sean Hackett, if you guys listen to the podcast, you know he's on there. Um, the guys from Ag Director coming. There's three. Uh, there are three economists. The large ag side of, of that, the row crop side of that, the cattle side of that, and the specialty crop, cotton. And dairy, they're all going to do a roundtable discussion about what they see happen. So it doesn't matter where you're coming from, the United States or Canada, you got three guys that are going to tell you what they see happening from their perspective, uh, what's going on out there. We've got some great speakers uh, lined up at other parts of that as well. So check that out. You, got more, you need more information about that, man, hit me up, Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. So with that, I am – oh, God, I forgot about Alex, man. Alex is over in Ukraine. Getting after it, man. I hit him up the other day. He was uh, going back to uh, Poland to get some stuff to uh, run across. Sausage? No, not sausage. He was, he's going to get he's going to get some some very uh, very key stuff to take back to people there in Ukraine. So if you want to help Alex out in the show notes, uh, click the link there. Uh, he's got a GoFundMe page set up, or you can just go to GoFundMe and search "Help Alex Transport Humanitarian Aid from Poland to Ukraine." So check that out, and uh, we'll go from there. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennel. Let's move some iron, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hard-working people working hard.